Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. BYA Bushwood. <laughs> Woo! Corey Collins and Casey O'Flynn, they are both in Denver. They are on the call with me. I am McGee, and I am in Florida. And it is the greatest week of the sports calendar, my friends. God bless Definitely. the Masters. Very cool. Obviously, and we, like, there's no other, there's no other place to start this conversation than... Holy shit, Tiger Woods might be playing. I mean, yeah, valid, valid. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't even have any words, gentlemen. I mean, the reality is for what this guy's been through. And I don't know if you saw Freddie Couples, good old, good old Freddie Boom Boom. He did a little interview yesterday. He played with him and, and Thomas, did the little nine hole deal. And he said, the, what the a crowds are absolutely, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. He's just a good dude, um, but holy shnikes, man. I mean, he's saying that he's striping the ball as good as he's ever seen him hit it. I mean, if the guy can handle himself and he can walk the holes, this guy knows this course better than anybody out of all those people, even the guys that have been playing it for years. And, dude, he, uh, I mean, what's what are the odds the Tiger wins? What, what are his odds? I don't even know. A hundred to one is what I had, and when I was home in Reno last week, it was a hundred to one. I but. just saw it at a hundred to one earlier today. You I mean, know, even Corey, five, it, even it five dollars is, nice is a bet. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a bet everyone should make just for the sake of just golf There's in no general. But I make that bet. You know, you it, it it was nice to hear another golfer say it, but. Over all these years, there's very few things when it comes to golf that Tiger's done, and that's a lie. You know, if he says he's good, he's good. And he says he's good, he's just worried, you know, with his swing, his chipping, his putting, his – he hit it. He can – he's like, I'm still hitting it over 300 off the tee, which is fine at Augusta, you know. It's all just precision golf. So, he claims he can do it. I, You know, it was nice to hear Freddie say that, but – Hearing it from out of Tiger's mouth, I believe it every time. He never is going to steer you the wrong way when it comes down to that. He wouldn't show up if he can't play, if he doesn't think he can win. I don't think he can win, but I think that the fact that he thinks he can win is so awesome and interesting, I, and it's going to be super fun to watch him make the cut. Because if he I makes the think, cut, I, I don't think, think he will. In fact, I think it's a I, I better bet. Either, I think I really it's don't. a better bet that he misses the cut than that he is in the top 20 at the end. No, there's a lot to be I said agree. on that, Mickey. I, I agree with you. But, this. but uh, sorry, sorry, Master Seth. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I mean, I mean, just like you said, if he believes he can win and he believes he can play and he's going to play, mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to, limit him is is his ability to walk this golf course yeah the what hills, is it it's, the a, it's a 600 foot drop from where the clubhouse is to the bottom of the uh 12th green where amen's corner and 13 tee boxes i've walked this course multiple times from the first tee to the 18th green and backwards i'm telling you it, it is a beast yeah, and to expect him to do it four mm -hmm. days in a row is the, is the I, I totally agree like, but here's he the very thing. well might withdraw even if he does make the cut I'm telling you, right? He he won't. Uh, he won't do that. I I I agree with you that that's probably a better bet, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, the guy wouldn't be doing it if he didn't think he could do it. I'm telling you right now. And right, what he said thinking, today is it's thinking you can do it because you've always been a superhero your yeah. entire fucking life, and actually mm -hmm. doing it are not the same thing. And oh. he very well halfway in Friday, he might be in pain, man. And if that's the case. He has a unique, you know, history with painkillers. Like, it's not like he might very well be a, ooh, I don't use those anymore. And therefore, like, this could be really problematic. Going up and down, uphill and downhill, when you have a rebuilt ankle, four days in a row is a lot to ask. Okay, but, at, and I agree with you, but, but think about who you're talking about. You're talking about somebody that has done this and knows exactly what it takes to do it. 
there is no question in his mind that he knows that he can do it. That's the only reason why he's playing is because there is no question in his mind that he, now if something happens to him, like he turns the wrong way or slips or, you know, it's wet out there. The weather's going to be crazy. It's windy. I mean, that's going to apply to everybody on the golf course. And we can talk I mean, about that later. I just but remember just saying, all those years. He would he not would do this. I just remember all those years where he would swing and then grab his back and he would always try to like fight through the pain and stuff like that. And when you like, literally his ankle was rebuilt a year and a half ago, right? If, not even, not even a year and a half ago. And so I just, you know, you push it and it, it could get really bad out there. And I don't want, you know, no, I, I want him to not be able to walk guys, like an old man because he wanted to get one more run of the glory, you know? Yeah. I agree. Casey. I agree. Fellas, with fellas, fellas. Let's let's let, let we're gonna wrap this up right now. But the bottom line has nothing to do with that. The guy hasn't played a fucking tournament in 508 days. Okay, he's not ready to compete. I know it's Tiger Woods. This is such an incredible thing. I'm not diminishing it whatsoever. He will not be competing, even if he makes the cut. He'll be close to dead last. I'm so happy he's there. It's fucking incredible. Everything's amazing, but. He is not someone that we're talking about that's going to win this golf tournament, okay? So let's move on from Tiger. It's All an right. incredible story. It's amazing. You're right. But, You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, 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 but we're so glad he's there, but he's not competing for this tournament. That's he hasn't why we played started in a there. tournament that's why we, 510 days. Okay. That's why I, we started Moving there. forward. I Absolutely. agree. I agree. But my last point will be I totally – I agree with everything you guys are saying from a standpoint of where you're coming from but this is Tiger Woods. This is a golf course that he has mastered and knows, no pun intended, and knows inside and out. And he will be competitive. I guarantee you he finishes at least top 20. I will take that bet. Okay, I'll bet you. I will take that bet too. All right. All right. We'll talk um, about that offline. So let's talk about something. I sent it to you guys a little while ago. I hope you both had a chance to look at it. Let's talk about this master's dinner because I find this thing incredibly interesting. Oh. I love that they do this every year where that where it's some sort of homage or it's picked out by the previous year's champion. And I dig that. And the, the man, that all Japanese, that all Japanese meal, like that looks incredible. It, I would have flipped oh. out if I saw some Okonomiyaki out there, but I, I mean, it's a, it's a tough ask mm. to ask every table to have a, a great. Can we ask you questions on this? Well, Greg, can we say, ask you questions on this? Because yeah, you've actually been me. to Japan. What's, I lived there for I've a year and a half Wagyu, in my early twenties. Wait, what was what's the question? A five? What's A five Wagyu? Oh, I just think it's a brand. It says, the Wagyu says A five. Or I mean, oh, I just, I it's either it was like a brand or like a, I assumed it was a, or like a rating. It's like a rating level. You know what I mean? It's like the absolute finest. I would assume. The absolute best. Yeah. Oh, the whole yeah. menu is my ideal meal. The Japanese strawberry shortcake is something I could eat every day, I think. But That's my favorite Japanese food. That's my father's favorite meal. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Japanese food is this, is this. It's called okonomiyaki. And it's made differently depending on what region of Japan you're in. And everybody claims that their region is the best and stuff like that to the point of competition. But um, ultimately, it's... It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's just incredible. And I don't understand why there aren't, is it like a chain of Okonomiyaki restaurants around the United States or around other parts of the country or the world? But um, it's my favorite Japanese food. So maybe if he goes back to back, he, they have that next year. But that's highly unlikely, huh? He has, he's hurting. He hurt his, he hurt his neck, I believe, or his yeah. back, back or neck? Uh, back no. and then his neck. Oh. Yeah. So he's probably not going to defend his championship. Probably not, but I mean, dude, it's unlikely. It's 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 Matsuyama, man, and you know he'll 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 figure something out. I think that the, the scariest part about this, now that I'm looking at it, I didn't really look at this before, but this weather is not looking good, guys. 
No, no it's, it's been not. overcast for, you know, it's it's just been a nasty run of weather the last couple of weeks around the southeast. Even even here in Florida, it's been like raining and stuff, and it's unseasonal. So yeah. um, I so imagine the, cold, the colder be... it is, the, the guys that have injuries are going to struggle harder because now I'm yeah. second-guessing this from a standpoint of, you know, anytime you're cold. I believe you, you already are good. locked in. We have it We have it on yeah. recording. I should have looked locked at the weather. In on Tiger Woods <laughs> 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 Um, but you're right. I mean, being injured is one thing when you have a tough course to walk for four days and, and a tough course to play and all the best golfers in the world playing against. And then on top of that, you add in cold, damp weather. Yeah. And it might be windy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it can get It's going to be windy. Yeah. Uh, Thursday's 15 windy. miles. Friday's 19 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday's 16 miles an hour. Sunday's Ooh. the best day. Sunday's. So- 56 degrees and sunny. Let's factor in the weather. Besides injured injured players, is there anybody else that we can like uh, just injured and like the older guys? Are those the people we would we would kind of uh, give that a ding against? I not for me. I love the older guys this week, honestly. But okay, especially in the weather. Okay, only because a lot of the older guys that I like are. You know, the, either from Australia or, or Europe somewhere, and they kind of deal with this a lot. And they just they understand to just move through, take your bogey, take your par, whatever, no big deal. Um, yeah, I, agree, I think Gus is out of trees. Yeah, I think it'll be it. I mean, this this tournament in general is experience. Um, there's been, you know, Jordan Spieth, obviously. Did something that no one's like basically ever done, which is you know just pretty much win right when he got out. Um, but that's kind of an anomaly, you know. I don't think it's something to like look like that. That's going to happen all the time, and and it really has never happened other than that that time. And I think that still was his third time playing there. I believe second or third. But well, I've yeah, got I one thing. Um, yeah, I think the weather's going to be interesting. One thing I was going to say there. Exactly. uh, That's insane. (laughs) On Jordan Speed, the one thing I read something where, uh, what was it, 2014, 2015, 16, 18, and 21, he played out of the 493 opponents. He had a 98.7. He beat 98.7% of everybody that he played in those years. And for me to think that he only has one green jacket, I mean, obviously we know he folded that one year, but the reality for him is yeah. like this yeah. guy's record in relationship to the field is crazy. Two years that he blew it at the end on Sunday. Yeah, it was, uh, I can't, was that the one bad uh, one, the one bad one where he should have won. And then there's well, another year where he ended up with like T five when he was in position to win well, or something. He he got third last year. He was right in it at mm-hmm. the, till the very end last Maybe year as well. Good. I actually kind of forgot that. Um, I forgot he was T3 last year, you know? And he wasn't right in it because Matsuyama had kind of, you know, extended himself uh, midway through the back nine last year. But, I mean, going into, the, going into Sunday, he was 100% in it. Um, wouldn't say he like right. lost it by any means. I just Mine's no, he's it's it. incredible that what he's done. He's got what, but Steve has a win, a second, and a third, and a fifth. I believe. I mean, it's incredible what he does at this place. I still just don't. I just don't see it this year. I don't. Well, listen, Mister Negative, with all his. <laughs> Listen, things. Mr. Negative, why don't you go just get right into who else you're fading, all right? Let's get right into the, the fades. I would like to I'd like to do that, Greg. And honestly, I'm my fade sheet. I don't even have a speed. He's not quite a fade, he's just not a pick either. Let's say. Um I think I think I have some obvious fades with Bryson and Rory. I just I mean Rory just can't find his way and Bryson is hurt. 100%. I mean, he's openly saying he's 80%. I mean, I don't think you win any tournament at 80%. Damn sure you're not winning the Masters at 80%. So, you know, I appreciate him and his his struggle coming back, but he's not going to win, nor will he do very good. Um, 
My biggest fade, my biggest surprising fade, I think, to everyone would be Victor Hovland. And it's just because he can't chip, you know. He's not a very good chipper. And, you know, this course, I don't care how good your irons are, you could miss the, the pin by a couple of feet and end up, you know, it rolls down a little bit. you got to do a little bump and run to get up and down, which, you know, all these guys that have ever won are just – extraordinary and he's just not and he's open about it I mean he knows he's not very good everyone that watches knows everybody all the announcers talk about it I mean this is just not a course that you can't be an exceptional absolutely perfect chipper to in or and you just can't I mean he he can't win this until he figures that out and he hasn't figured it out yet and it's shown this year Uh, it's a great Victor is really my biggest one. You just have to. I mean, I think he has decent touch. It's like he doesn't have the – he doesn't know how to spin it like the guys do, and he doesn't know – he doesn't have all the shots yet. He's still, what, 26 years old, 25? I mean, he's he's got a long way to go, but this is not his year. I think he wins it one day, but not this year. Well, it's almost like he's got the yips. I don't think he makes the cut this year. It does. It does. It does. Indeed. Wow, the hard um, fade. And I just man. don't think you can bet on a guy. That's a, no, Victor's a hard fade. Wow. It is. I mean, I love the guy. One of my favorites, as always. But I just don't – you cannot do that at this course. And people are like, well, he doesn't normally have to chip because he's so good with his irons. Right. But it's like, yeah, but that's not this course. Like, on that note, even a great shot into the green it might roll off the green right. and you have to figure out how to chip on that you note, might have to chip on the, the green we've seen that before who are on the, the second hole who are the opposite who are the guys that are exceptional chippers even though i just met her oh i'm glad you said that that's cam smith that's cam smith i mean cam smith is the one. best well, 1600 100 the best I'm glad you asked that, Greg. The exact opposite of Victor Hovland is Cam Smith, 100%. He has everything that Hovland has, except for he's literally the best chipper around the green. I mean, not even chipping out of rough and stuff. I'm not talking U.S. Open. I'm talking these little bumping runs off the, you know, it ends up in your little short grass fairway. Even when you might have hit the green and it rolls off, right? Then you have this tabletop. You got to like pretty much two bounces and spin it right by the hole. I mean, Tiger Woods won it four of his five times. He won by doing that one little shot. And and the the answer is Cam Smith. Period. He's the exact opposite. Plus, he's got every other part of the game that most of these guys do. But he just happens to be the best at these little these just little creative shots. You know and. And you'll or, see. I mean, it'll show. I, I mean, if there's a bet that Cam Smith beats Victor Hovland, I'd put every dollar I had on you it. You might be able to find that matchup. No, Corey, that's, do that's, you, that's, that's um, you have any thoughts on, on Cam Smith, or do you have anybody else in mind when I ask who's the opposite of Hovland and is a is a uh, exceptional chipper? I'm on the same uh, menu here for the for the uh, champions dinner tonight with uh, with Master Seth from the standpoint that DeChambeau – uh, I don't think Finau goes anywhere. Uh, Victor, I think, makes the cut. I, I don't think he's a complete fade. Uh, like, he doesn't do anything. I think he makes the cut because he's just too good of a golfer and he's won too many times and he's got tremendous talent. But I agree with you. I don't think he wins. Um, I'm even fading DJ. Um, you know, him and Kepka both last year didn't even make the cut, and they shot ridiculous numbers. Um, mm-hmm. Even though DJ's been playing well, I just – I don't know, man. I, he's, he's just very – flashy and shoddy right now and I, I just I don't know I'm not even sure about Kepka as well McElroy I agree Kepka he just hasn't proven anything year, yeah but at the same time man I mean just I, I you know there's just something funky about his game even though he's yeah. done well in the past I just I don't feel it right now and that's just me and that's my opinion um but as far as the other side of it I agree Cam Smith I mean he's one of my you know when I look at my top five of the people I'm thinking about uh choosing uh he's up there uh, Xander Shoffley, he's also a, a, a magician around the greens. Um, you know, Rom is phenomenal. JT is phenomenal around the greens. 
my boy Taylor Gooch has got tremendous uh, touch, and it's his first appearance. But as far as, like, there was a bet for the first-time appearance and who's going to finish top, I would say Taylor Gooch. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth is going to do well just because it's Jordan Spieth, and I think he's going to rise to the occasion. I don't think he wins it, but he's going to do well. Um, a guy that I've been watching, two guys that I've been watching a lot of are actually uh, Asian players, uh, Siwoo Kim and Sung J.M., I mean, dude, Sung J.M. is like, I mean, the guy plays golf when he's sleeping. So, uh, you know, he's he's just going to be there. Yeah. And he was tied for second a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's man. He's in the top 20. These are all um, golfers on the list. Like, these are all golfers to consider, man. And But, like, yeah. but, but which ones of – what I'm asking is, like, which one of them have that close game that is, like – ideal for the masters and that's not not every golfer is the best at that you know well the, i mean it's it's hard i mean the problem we have right now is everybody is so good even though it's the masters and even though it's about the touch and the feel and then the greens and the this and the that these guys have been doing everything and they've been doing their homework they've been chipping they've been working on their games and everybody's you know they're all going to be solid but i agree with yeah. you i mean you know xander shoffley cam smith Scotty yeah. Scheffler, because he's, I mean, right. the, the guy is a magician as well. So you, you got to look at the guys that are riding hot and that feel well, good. Like, that was, that's you what matters. just said, you're saying two different things though. You're saying everybody's good. And then, then you're saying you got to ride with the, the top guys. And the, the, the point, like, I think it's beautiful that everybody's good at golf now because that's how you're able to find some value. Like that's where value comes oh, into play when we're gambling on it. Like, yeah, JT is, is hits every shot really well. And if he's dialed in, like he could, he's going to win a masters and not just win one, but win one by a couple strokes at some point, but mm -hmm. you're never going to get him. You know, I, I think he's at 12 to one right now or at 1200 plus 1200 ish somewhere around there, 13, whatever you can get him at. You're never going to get him much longer than that. You know? So that brings me to what, where I, where I wanted to go. Like, let's start with some of the longer shots. And I know that this is a tournament that's tough. You know, like it's generally won by great golfers. You don't always see somebody come out of nowhere to win the Masters. But are there anybody that's like long shots that's on on either of your radar? Well, I don't know if he's a long shot, but Thomas Peters has been a guy that I've been looking at for a while. Um, you know, he's, he tied for fourth all the way back at 17. He missed the cut. He's only been there twice. He tied for fourth his first appearance and then missed the cut in 18. But the guy's been playing solid. He's got a phenomenal game. He's got that 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 genesis et quoi, if you will, for this type of golf course and the way he hits the ball and the way he can shape it in his short game. So that's one guy that I've been looking at. Um, and then, you know, again, Taylor Gooch, even though it's his first appearance, this guy's got what it, what it takes, just like a Tom Hoagie. You know, I mean, I think Tom Hoagie has a great shot as well. I mean, the guy's, you know, he's got a great game and, you know, this is his first appearance, but. You know that doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't think. You know, Gooch, just Taylor Gooch. Guy. I'm seeing at at 125. All right, 12. Yeah, 125 to one. So that's like a legitimate long shot. I imagine that's a largely because it's his first visit. You know, I'm not even seeing. A, I'm not even seeing a line for Thomas Peters. He might count as field. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, 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 but Gooch at one twenty-five to one—that's actually, that's kind of tempting. Yeah, Casey, uh, do you have anybody in mind that's kind of a long shot that's up in this uh, hundred, you know, ish, ninety-ish area? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, oh, here's Thomas I Peters. Have, I'm I seeing love, Thomas I, Peters at one hundred fifty. Yeah, he's down there. Yeah, he's down there. So, first of all, not really to win necessarily, but I want you everyone to start checking this guy out. Cameron Young, this dude's, a, this dude's the dude. He is amazing. He just destroyed the Corn Ferry Tour last year. That's why he's here now. Also and he's been really doing well. You've been seeing his name, and then he kind of falls on. That's he's right. also at 151. I love him as Same first as round Peter. leader. Yeah. yeah, I love him at first round leader too. So don't 
I mean, I don't see him winning by any means, but I don't know. It would be fun to take a first-round leader and then maybe a top 10. Hmm. Um, anyway, but my, a lot of my my uh, long shots, Greg and Corey, are what I have written down here. I hate to say it, but the older guys, you know, and they're not old by any means, but um, – and Hoagie was one of them, but, I mean, Billy Horschel's – just absolutely on fire right now, and he's actually played this course a ton of times. He he's actually has. I mean, you got Bubba playing decent. You got Bubba's you got also at a hundred to one. Well, and then you have. I mean, you got. I mean, I'm going bottom up here, but Paul Casey, Shane Lowry. Are you kidding me? These guys not only play this course well, but are playing really good golf right now. And my top Shane like, Lowry's at fifty to one. Shane Lowry and Paul Casey, yeah. yeah, Shane Lowry and Paul Casey are both a fifty one. So they, there's a lot of golfers at that yes, at that exactly. level that you can consider. That's I wouldn't even consider that a long shot. Well, I was looking for people then, that were much longer than that. Okay, like I, I really like like I really like I, when once you're talking about fifty in that area, like I really like Joaquin Neiman. Like I really like at sixty to one and and stuff like that. Nice, and, yeah, you yeah. know, Fair but enough. like okay. I, I was I was I was just wondering if there was any. Let me answer that... your question then. No, I have two. I have Cameron Young and Kevin Knott. Don't forget about Kevin oh, Knott. Yeah, Kevin the Knott. dudes have a multiple. He's actually played well here, and he's kind of that. I don't. I hate to say it, but almost this annoying golfer that is like you always see his name, and you just never think it's annoying because you don't bet on him. I but I would right watch now. out. I like him as first-round leader and so on that might be contending. He's had a, a couple of top 15s here. Actually, I believe three. He has two top 12s or two T12s and a T13 yeah. here at this course. Um, he's at 200 to years, And he's just one of those golfers. That's Jeez, a, look at that. I mean, That's a crazy life. I'm shot. telling you, the kid could win. When he goes hot, he, I mean, when he's putting well, it's over with. I mean, he does everything who, who else perfectly. Kevin he just has trouble putting. Oh, Kevin Nott. I thought he said Kisner. Um, no, Kevin Nott, two hundred to one, man. That's a serious. That's a serious. Uh, that's a serious long shot. That'd be a fun one. Yes, I mean, shoot. All right, let's take let's take a quick let's take a quick break, and then let's come back and we'll talk about that whole like you know. 50, 60, you know, 40, 50, 60 tier, where there's a whole bunch of golfers that could legitimately make a run this weekend. And then we'll talk about some of the favorites, all right? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Hi, guys. This is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. All right, we're back. Let's get into some of the guys that have like real legitimate chances of winning this tournament. Um, who are you guys kind of? Who, who do you have an eye on in that you know seventy to forty to one kind of range, seven thousand to four thousand range? I, if you don't mind, Corey, I'm so stoked about this exact range. I just think, um, I mean, I think I. I, I think Adam Scott is like, I don't know if people are watching golf, but this guy is still playing really, really well. And he talked about someone who knows this course has won this tournament before. I mean, it's like the Bubba of that, like, and he's putting really well as of late, which is pretty much one of his only gaps. Um, I think, I think he's a pretty good bet at 51 or whatever, but so is Shane Lowry or Shane Lowry is 40, but you know, we're right in there. Neiman, Paul Casey, but it's like these older cats kind of, um, I mean, Neiman's not, but yeah, Adam's got 50 to one. I mean, Neiman, I'm, really I'm seeing good. Neiman at 60 to one. Yeah. I mean, these guys oh, are you playing really good golf right now. You meant he's, not, he, older. he's not an older. Yeah, he's not. I'm not saying he's older. I just have a lot of the names I have written down in that in that zone. Greg are, you know, it's literally Billy Horschel, Bubba Watson, Paul Casey, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott. Like 
these are old dudes, but they're that's the whole point of this course is it's not that they have to be old, it's just experience. They've been on this course so much. Shane Lowry's never really played good here, but he's truly playing some of the best golf of his life. And if the weather's gonna be like it was at the players, what? I mean, are you kidding me? You know, like people are having trouble getting it on the green at the players on 16 and he makes a hole in one, you know, like that's him. Like he doesn't care if the wind's blowing. He doesn't, I mean, he, I think he prefers it actually. And if the wind's blowing at Augusta this week, I'm, I mean, Shane Lowry is an incredible pick. I think I would pick him all the way up top five, top 10, is top that, everything, top Irishman. He's going to destroy Rory. Is I mean, that, I love him. Is that are you being are you stereotyping Irish golfers right now? What? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I mean, he's, he's proved from, it. He's from the he British Isles. It. He can handle bad weather. <laughs> no, uh, but he proved it at the players. I mean, that's I, what I, we I, talked about after the players. Greg is everyone needs to look at who did good at the players. And yes, people that had to play on Friday instead of Thursday, which was actually Saturday. Didn't get a fair chance, but, you know, it was still windy on Saturday and Sunday. You know, it was still semi-brutal conditions, right. and Shane Lowry was right there. And I'm like, I I said it that day. I'm like, watch out. He's going to play the Masters really well this year. I know it. I like him top 10 big time. And he might – he's going to be the guy that on 15, on the 15th hole – He's two strokes. I mean, he might, he could win it. You know, I think on Sunday he's right there. Corey, what about you? Is there anybody Uh, in that window that you got your eye on? Yeah. So again, I mean, I'm looking at odds here. So forgive me if I'm off, but Mm -hmm. I I kept the kids, man, Kevin Kisner. I mean, the guy is, he's just a bulldog, dude. The guy is hardcore. He showed it to you in the, uh, in the, in the match play. I mean, the guy just was relentless and he, he's just got grit and he has played this course a bunch and he, he knows the golf course. He's from the area. You know, he's, he gets it, man. He's, he, I think I've got him at, I think 66 to one is what I see. Um, That's and a good I don't, number. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, for him, I, I, that would be out of all those that I see. I mean, I see a bunch in the fifties and forties that we could talk about, but you go above 50, that would be kind of where I'm at. Um, at that at that number sixty six to one, I saw um, uh, Corey Connors, and that's kind of appealing. That's kind of appealing at that. Number. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of names. I think the one thing that we mm-hmm. failed to to bring up, gentlemen, was the golf course itself, right? So, let and I hate to retort, but you can go back. But before we talk about more names, I mean, think about it. Number eleven, they added fifteen twenty yards to it, and the the golfers have been talking about it all day on all their. Um, uh, mm-hmm. interviews I mean you know you get to the right hand side of that off that tee and it's 520 yard par four even though you catch a slot and you can get a little bit of run out uh, the way they they configured the green area on the right hand side they've got a bunch of mounds over there now instead of that little low area they used to hit, hit to bail out to and it's going to be a completely different golf hole number 10 always pretty much plays the number one hardest hole so you've got one and two toughest holes back to back You've got number five that's always within number, you know, two, tied two, maybe third, maybe fourth. Depends what's going on with where they put the pin. That's a tough hole. And then number four and seven on the front. I mean, the number four is a 240-yard par three that's brutal. And number seven is 400 and – what is it? Uh, I don't know, 445 yards or 460 yards. I mean, that's a – you know, you got to hit that fairway. And that green is impossible to navigate if you don't, you know, have a short iron coming into it. Um, so the golf course itself, I mean, like you talked about, you know, Shane Lowry coming out of 15, you don't hit a good drive. I mean, there's there's really no option to go for that thing in two because you hit three wood, you could go over the green, you, you hit layup short. Now you're dealing with a green that's faced completely at you. You could spin it off and come back in the water, you know. So there's a lot of factors that I think are going to play into, you know, what's going on this year just from the golf course layout. Uh, and how it plays now obviously with the rain it's going to be a little softer but if it gets hard and fast with the wind I mean that changes the game for everybody Um, 
And I think that, you know, a good player like that, I mean, kids can handle a lot of that stuff. He's not extremely long, but the guy knows how to golf his ball. And for that, for that area that we're talking about right now, that's, that's who I'd be leaning on. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about the changes this year. Um, and that's, that's important. And, and to kind of go back to what Casey's talking about, about like some of the older guys and the guys with experiences, uh, experience on this course, like they're going to be able to adapt to those changes. I think easier than new golfers to the course adapt to the whole course you know i think they just kind of goes that gives a benefit to the people that are familiar with the course already that they just have to deal with the changes to it well it could go either way i mean you know you know sometimes you know i can tell you that the first time i played a golf course uh because i didn't know where the trouble was and i didn't know where a lot of stuff was i played it really well because i just went for it and i didn't care Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's almost like when you gamble and you're drunk, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're just going for yeah. it because you're doing it. Yeah. And you, all of a sudden you start winning. Um, I have no experience with that. <laughs> no, I didn't think you would. <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself, everyone. I'm not speaking for the hey, but, hey, Corey, Corey, if you don't mind, um, I really like that insight and you're totally right. Cause, and you're at the end of the day, it goes both ways, you know, like, well, what about the guy that's played it, you know, 50 times that whole 50 times and now it's different does that mess him up or does it make him i mean he knows exactly now what not to do i heard rory talking about how they moved it 10 yards you know the lake is now 10 yards it's basically right in front of the green it used to be on the side of the green on number 11 and 10 yards is a big deal you know if you kind of just know this shot you usually hit um Say for a speed or, or, or for a lot of these golfers, they know where to miss, correct? But if you miss now, now like you're where you want to miss might be the water right now because they've changed it. Obviously, everyone knows that they changed it. I actually kind of agree with Corey on the fact that I think the people that the younger guys who don't know any better, like what does it matter? You know, they don't know that it used to be, you know. They see what it is, you know, and for some reason that brings me to a guy, Zalatoris, um, that I wanted to talk about today because because I can't figure out. I have him on my fade and I have him on my, you know, I can't, I don't know. I kind of think last year, I'm not calling it a fluke because he's proven that he's an incredible golfer. He hasn't won or anything, but he's... You know, he, he's been there week in, week out. But I truly think that last year was – I'm not calling it a fluke. I just – this happens a lot. Like, some young kid will come in and just – just like you're saying. It's like he's drunk gambling. He's just out there like – I mean, that's a great way to put it, Corey. He's just out there, nothing to lose. He said it in his interviews, you know, like, what do I have to lose? I, I'm not saying I had him on my to list. lose this year. I had him on he my list. Anything but- to, he was one of the first people I crossed out. He's not, like, one of the better putters on tour. And, like, you know, you didn't get to see his hole-by-hole hole back then. You know, like, all of a sudden he was just there on Sunday, and it was kind of like, how did this guy get here? And then he played pretty well. But, you know, I I don't see him, like, continually doing good there like a speed, if you will. I bring up Spieth because Spieth did it as a young guy with not playing. You know, he's the anomaly of it takes it takes experience. So I honestly don't think Zalatoris is going to do that good. But I'm also – he's one of those just intriguing ones where I'm excited to just see what he does because I don't know how the hell he got there last year, but but he did. And and he, he – you know, that's one I think my boy Cam Young is going to be that – He's going to do that this year. He's going to, people are going to be like, whoa, who is this guy? You know? But I think Zalatoris will do all right, but I don't think we're going to see him in the, on Sunday, basically. Well, I mean, the way he did it last year is he went basically seven under in the last, you know, Friday through Sunday. I mean, he was uh, four under on the second round, and then he went uh, three under on the weekend. And, you know, you go, you go anywhere from three to five, six under on the weekend in this golf course, you're, you're going to be in the top 10, top five. Um, exactly. 
But, you know, just to kind of go back to what you said about 11, it's not that the lake was moved. I don't believe I haven't heard that. Uh, and if, and if that is the case, I apologize, but what, what it is, is just the way the hole lays out because you can't be on that right side anymore and have a good shot into the green. Well, that's with, one of the, the things lake. they did. The it, other thing was they, they added 10 yards. Uh, I mean, you have to picture the hole. They added 10 more yards towards the front of the green, you know, like wrapping around the front of the green. But yes, they added, they took away trees, they added trees. They actually made it an easier driving hole and a harder second shot is what they did. Interesting. So they actually opened up the driving just a little bit. Those mounds on the right help it filter in because everybody ends up on those trees on the right because you basically have to aim right at those trees and just hope you barely, barely cut it off those trees. Then you're in position A. You know, if you started down the middle of the fairway with a little little draw, then you're, you know, you, you don't even have a shot into the green, right? Because everything filters left. So they basically actually leveled it out a little bit. They leveled the left side, but added knolls on the right side. So it kind of like helps a little bit getting everyone more to play that second shot, but then they made that second shot even more difficult and they added 15 yards, which honestly, I mean, over the last few years, I mean, the average drive has gone at least over 15 yards. So I don't personally think that, I mean, they're still going to have a seven iron in or something, you know, I mean, it's not going to be that big of a difference. Actually, what they did is make the second shot way more intense. Like, you're going to have to go over a little water. There is no, like, they said the Larry Mai shot doesn't exist, right? Yeah, like no, not anymore. Yeah, because, the like, there's, like, water where he would be. Or not really where he would be, but he would have never hit it over there. Because right now they're actually encouraging you to go at the green, at the pin, instead of, like, everyone purposely kind of – it's not a layup, but it's like, all right, if you're going to miss, miss right, obviously. And then we'll figure out the chip up and down. And now it's kind of like, well, you know, you got to kind of just might as well just go after it because there's water and and 10 yards isn't that much. Right. I mean, it's just a little bit more, but um, anyway, no, that hole is going to be interesting. I don't think it changes that much personally, but there might be a few extra balls in the water. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the best part of watching professional golfers play seeing uh, them get wet yeah and i but i also i also think there might be more birdies because they're forcing you to go at the stick at at the the green yeah Yeah. there is no like layup or what it's not a layup but you know what i mean well let's talk about some of the people we expect to have lots of of birdies of some of these favorites of some of these guys that are you know in the window under, oh, you know, 50, under 40 to one, you know, and then even up into, you know, I guess Rom and JT are the favorites at 12 to one right now, plus 1,200. Um, who, who, you know, where are some of the guys you like the most there? Or who are some of the guys you like the most? Corey? Uh, JT, obviously, I mean, I know it's not a great bet, but JT would be yeah. uh, out of Rom and, and where things are. I just, JT, I feel he's due. I mean, the, the kid is worked really hard. I know he's been working really hard on his putting and on this golf course, you know, he's just got to have his speed down and his lines. And if he gets that in check, uh, I think he'll be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised. I mean, you know, they've got Dustin and Brooks up there as well uh, in what plus 12, you know, 12 to one or 1200. Yeah. And then Coco's at 18 to one. Yeah. So, you know, um, but the guy that I'm really leaning on this year and, and where I'm going with this most likely uh, is, is Colin Marikawa. Uh, I just He's at 18 again, to one also, just like Brooks. Yep. Yeah. His, his iron play, um, just what he brings to the, you know, he's, he's our reigning uh, open champion. Uh, he, he put on a tremendous display of, of, you know, fortitude and just going for it there and, and draining incredible pots and doing amazing things. And I have a feeling that he's he might time it all together and put it put it in place, and that's that's kind of where I would go in my you know in those guys in those in that top yeah. area. 
uh, Xander and, and Jordan, I also feel pretty strongly about. And I don't want to, I don't want to um, back up or, or leave out our boy Scheffler. I mean, you've kind of rode his hard or his train hard there, uh, Casey, on the, on, you know, this past few, few years uh, or year that we've been doing this. And I mean, that guy right now, I mean, he's just, he can't do any wrong. I mean, so if, if he puts together a good short games and he can get it down, man, the guy is he's fun to watch. I mean, that right foot, how it comes out every time. I just don't – I don't know how he mm-hmm. does it. It's incredible. Uh, and what he's done over the last six months has been even more incredible. So, um, yeah, those would kind of be my top four. All right. What about you, Casey? Who of the favorites and, you know, of, of these guys that are just outside what we call the favorites, What who do you like? Yeah, so – I honestly couldn't agree more. I will add a name, but, you know, Xander's has a T3, T2 here. I mean, I I don't think he's playing his best right now, which is kind of – I don't really get why because it doesn't seem like any one thing is off, you know. That's just golf. you got to kind of put it all together. But I know he has the mindset for this course where he can just – he's going to be there, you know. He's going to just – whatever, shoot 70, 70, 69, and then be there. Um, but, I mean, I don't dislike Cantlay at all. He hasn't really done much at the Masters, but, I mean, he showed us, you know, going into late, you know, to win everything on the way out last year and then start this year really good. And then I think he's kind of coming in as an uh, – or not an underdog, but unspoken because he just didn't play for four weeks. But that's, I mean, it's because he's preparing for this tournament right now. And I love that he's 20 to one. I mean, are you kidding me? Patrick Cantley is 20 to one. I mean, this guy has won. He just won the BM. I mean, he won everything on the way out. And he, then he came back and just bare, you know, lost in a playoff to Scotty and, and Scotty Scheffler in Arizona. I mean, He's clearly still on his game, and I think I, I think at the end of the day, the Masters is still the guy that's on his game. You know, obviously there's a lot more that goes into it, putting and chipping, but when you're on, you're on, and, and, and I think he's still on. We just haven't seen him in a minute. But, of course, I 100% agree with Colin Morikawa, and it's because of Corey alluded to the – iron play but more importantly is long iron play he's the best long iron player out there and on this course there's four par fives you know a lot of these courses they play only have a couple par these four par fives are gettable but they're also could ruin your round right you know you have that option to hit the 250 yard whatever probably for him a three iron these days i don't even know but He's so precise with his long iron. He's not going to get in trouble on them. Like a lot of these guys do, you know, they get a three wood out and you have no idea what's going to happen. They might put it five feet. They might put it 50 yards into the out of bounds. But Morikawa will not do that. I mean, if he's going to go for it, he's not only going to go for it, but he's going to be precise on it. And I think he could gain a stroke per par five on almost the field. Other than DJ, I mean, we all saw when DJ had three Eagles in one day at this course, which is why I worry about him here. I, I think he's playing better. We're going to get to him later. You're right. Anyway, I'm just relating him. Like, when he, when you can make – when you could birdie every single par five almost guaranteed, I mean, this course you're going to get multiple bo- bogeys, right? Right. And if you got your head right, which Morikawa 1,000% does, he doesn't care if he gets a bogey. He knows he's going to hit a three iron into the next par five to five feet or 20 feet and have an eagle putt. He's going to have so many eagle putts. I mean, I, I just think he has – he literally has a leg up on the whole field because of his precision long iron shots. Yeah. And I love Morikawa. I completely agree with He really with does Corey have the right that. game for this. And at 20 to 1, Greg, are you kidding me? That's great. I saw him at eighteen. I'm seeing him at eighteen to one right now. But okay. I mean, well, that's still that same that same area. What about you, that's McGee? Great. 
What are you feeling, dude? We got the well. Swami as far in. as the favorites, I mean, I you know I considered Ram and stuff, but you just don't get a good payoff. You know what I mean? Like he's, I don't know. Uh, same with JT. Although JT really is perfect for this course. Like he really is going to win at some point. Um, but I had my eyes on both uh, Morikawa and Cam Smith. Like in case he's brought them both up, which makes me feel good about my eyes. You know, um, I like that. I mean. I'm Cam Smith at sixteen to one. Morikawa's at eighteen to one, and I just think those are um, the two golfers I've I, I'm I'm looking at. I mean, I I started, you know, like I wanted to pick. I, I think Neiman has a really good, you know, and obviously this is going backwards, but you know, Neiman's really good at sixty to one. That's great value. Or Connors at sixty six to one. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, even Terrell Hatton at plus eight thousand, and 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 Sling JM at plus nine thousand. I really like those also, but I don't think they have the chance to win. That um, I don't know. I you know I I really like to get a winner here. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm I'm thinking it's Morikawa or Cam Smith um, that you kind of got to that I'm you know really kind of thinking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, Cam Smith. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no doubt, man. The the kid is, you know, this this could be his moment um, to really shine, and you know, who knows, man? He might put that mullet in full effect and and get behind it and just tear it up. Yeah, and to to Casey's point on him, like, you know, he's he's not going to be phased by any wind or weather. Although I don't think Morikawa really is either. Morikawa is just. He dialed in, man. He's been playing so good these these first two years of his career. And, um, but then I worry about the experience that, the, you know, this is the Masters. And both these yeah. guys are pretty mm-hmm. young. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting, man. I mean, it always is. And it's just, uh, it's just so much fun to just get ready for it, sit down and just dive into the, the beautiful uh, Augusta magic, dude. It's, it's, what it's, it's what we wait for. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys ready to put your fucking nuts on the table? Yes, sir. <laughs> they, they've been on the table, man. I've been shining them up for you. Yucky. I'm ready. <laughs> um, all right. Who wants to go first? I don't know. I don't know who I would like yet, so I don't want to go first. Let, let me go first because I'll just – I'm not steering from what I have been saying all year. I John Rom is going to win the Masters. John Rom. Okay. Corey, I'm, I'm sticking. Uh, I'm sticking with Morikawa and uh, putting putting my eggs in his basket, and uh, hopefully he uh, hits those irons and makes those putts and just does what he does. All right. Well, just to make it interesting, so we're not all on the same people, or you know, I'm going to go with Cam Smith. That a boy. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that that crazy Aussie gets me rich because I could use a winner. College yeah. basketball got me this year, and I, next year, come March, I want you guys to both remind me that I don't like betting on college basketball. You told me you weren't even watching. So, well, I stopped watching after the first weekend when I lost it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a rough, rough bracket. So you blamed it. You blamed it on Miami Music Week, but it was really just Greg Lost Week. Yes. Yes. Although okay, Miami Music it. Week took a lot out of me too. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um this is awesome. Love you guys. So I'm gonna have fun yeah, this man. weekend watching. You guys and, too. Uh, we'll talk um we'll do this Monday, right? Do we when's our next tournament after the Masters, Casey? Do you know? That's a great question. I think from here on out we're pretty much every other month. I actually think it's yeah, I think the US so. Open in a month. Yeah, I think we're off. To, we're doing the Byron Nelson. We're doing the Byron Nelson. Oh, you're right. The week That's a before, new one this year. That's the right. week before the PGA Championship, we're gonna go back to back. So then, let's get back on on Monday, and we'll do a little Masters wrap up. All right, guys. Sounds and great, a, man. And a re- yep, that's right. Let's do it. All right, nice, guys. Nice work, gents. Let's go, BYA Bushwood. Let's get this done, baby. Well, let's w. get a winner. See you guys. <laughs>